Hey everyone, how y'all doing today? It's the Commissioner here for the Summit State of Mind podcast. Just want to let you know that we have another great and exciting episode in store for y'all today. This one's actually very special, very near and dear to our hearts because it was a live show that we did. We recorded it last Saturday live at Urban South Brewery. Shoutouts to Urban South. Always kicking it with them, always doing big things with them, and we appreciate them hosting us. Um, it was a great show, great turnout with uh, some incredible Rockets fans. Shoutouts to the Apollo uh, Houston, shoutouts to Josh and Garrett and Noah just for being there, helping out with all the audio and the video. This it's It's been such an honor just to, to work with them, and it only goes up from here. It was such a successful event, so shoutouts to Apollo Houston for uh, helping out there and making it happen. Um, shout outs to everyone that showed out. I, I can't remember everyone's names off the top of my head, but all the guests that showed out. Um, obviously, shout outs to our main guest, um, Don Knock. Shout outs to Apollo NBA's uh, Dex Hinton. We appreciate you coming out. Shout outs to Will, who was the initial guest but couldn't show up for um, family reasons. So, you know, we really missed you there. But, you know, we'll make sure to get you in next time for that. We basically talk about all things uh, Rockets. We talk about the draft, the Christian Wood trade, talk about the future of our Rockets going into next season, like how the rotations may look and how these minutes are going to play out, who who's going to be most improved, things of that nature. And it's extra special for this episode, not only because we're live, but we actually get the fans on. So it's going to be parts one of two. This episode is going to be part one right now, and the second episode is going to be pumped out as soon as tomorrow, and we're very excited for that. Um, by the way, news this week, be sure to check us out. We're going to be working with Red Nation Hoops and the incredible host Saman Ali for a live stream. That's right. The Summit's actually going to be live streaming for the first time ever in con- in conjunction with Red Nation Hoops and Apollo Houston. That's right. So all of your coverage needs is going to be through us, not just through audio, but through video, through YouTube and Twitch and Twitter as well. You can check us out. We are going to be covering everything from the third pick to the 17th pick to the 26th pick everything in between that entire first round it's going to be an exciting time who knows what's going to happen but you're going to get some literal live reactions as it goes down we're so excited so be sure to check us out apollo houston on twitch on youtube it's basically going to be an incredible time starting at 7 p.m you can check us out through there through our instagram through our twitter through through our page, through Apollo Houston, and through Red Nation Hoops. We'll have all the information. We even have a flyer out for it. So be sure to check us out then this Thursday on the 23rd at 7 p.m. We are going live for the first time ever. We're so excited for that. And if you are actually going through Twitter and you're going to be more of an audio, you're more of an audio file guy, go ahead and check out Clutch City Control Room. That's right. I'm going to throw out a second plug. Check out Clutch City Control Room. They're going to have a very great time. They're going to have the incredible Roosh Williams. Jackson Gatlin's going to be on it as well. As many uh, great guests that are going to be on that on that uh, Twitter spaces are going to be hosting a live Twitter spaces. So it's going to be a lot of fun for them as well. So if you uh, can't check us out, be sure to also check out Clutch City Control Room. Uh, this is a family family environment definitely something all rockets content i mean how can you how can you ask for anything more than that right so go ahead and plug one go ahead and check us out uh myself the summer state of mind red nation hoops in apollo houston doing a live stream and then plug number two make sure to check out clutch city control rooms uh live twitter spaces uh, around draft time as well so it's going to be a lot of fun just going to be a fun night of houston rockets and just a very fun night for the nba so be sure to check us out there well that's enough of myself talking. Let's go ahead and lob it up right now to the Summit Live show, and we are so excited for this one. Go ahead and enjoy one time for the Summit State of Mind podcast from myself and the GM. Y'all enjoy. You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Three, two, one. Liftoff will start in T-minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8... Hey everybody, this is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up everyone, this is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is your boy Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean 
from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston. And this is Chucky Brown, former NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer. Hey, it's Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Houston Rockets. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. This is Jonathan Sanford, public address announcer for your Houston Rockets. You're listening to The Summit State of Mind. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the guy sitting next to me, the GM, Justin. Yo, GM, how's it going today, man? Can you tell the people where we are? We're doing something a little different today for this episode. So we are here at Urban South Brewery. Shout out to Urban South Brewery, always. Wonderful people, wonderful brewery, always a great time. Shout out to them for having us and giving us this opportunity to do this, you know, and we're just so excited to be able to talk about the draft, talk about Christian Wood, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> but we Shout also have to look Will. out there. Shout out to Will. Shout out to our boy, poor guy, <laughs> you know, all love. Um, but we, we're actually getting some, we're getting some help today. We're getting some help today. Shout outs to, shout outs to Apollo right quick. Shout outs to Josh. And, you know, Josh and Josh, Noah and Garrett just kind of helping us out, getting this all filmed here. We got cameras on us. This, this feels a little a little awkward. How do, how do I sit? Do I sit like this or do I sit like this? I'm not sure exactly what to do. How do I sit? Garrett, how do I sit? Do I sit like or this or do hands? I sit like this? Y'all should be used to video pods Perfect. by okay. now. Y'all have done a couple of video pods. I've done I've it. Watched a video. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping I, it I loose. Say, hey, hey, everyone watch this. Y'all haven't watched the episode where they did the rewatch of the 95 finals. That was a great episode. Definitely need to go check that out. <laughs> he didn't even let me introduce promo. him and he's already pumping us out. I love it. This is the type of content I, you like to see. I, I watched that instead of watching the end of uh, the finals this year because uh, you know I didn't want to see Steph Curry win. It was it's a better ending. I appreciate that. It's a better I, I didn't need that. I was trying to protect my peace. <laughs> Dude, uh, well, one time right here, if you notice a little bit to our right, we have a resident on location guest. And he he, he only comes true. through when we're on location and another on location is set for this live is, show. Is this four? Is this, this maybe is number four, four now? I'm Jackson, sure. Will, you had your myself. Own? This is four. Oh, this yeah. one, number that four, lucky four. True. This is the, uh, the, the newly crowned Jalen Green numbered. Episode? Uh, I don't know. That, that might before. not be actually true. He okay. tweeted out something earlier today that had zero on it, and oh then we goodness. got into okay. a panic because he told me that that he was going to go to four, <laughs> and then now I don't know. Yes, we were all there. Okay, wait, 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 We were all there. Yes, that was that was the highlight of my uh, media career so far, and hopefully that doesn't get taken away from me. <laughs> I also was very it. aggressive pushing oh, that last offseason. I was like, we need to know the Jalen Green number. You are we my finally got it. I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, I thought it was gonna finally be resolved. You know, back to four, like we thought it would have been originally. He got the four tattoo on his hand. You know, I was thinking that was gonna happen, but well, we'll see. I'm not gonna. Okay. The ship has not totally sailed yet. That's okay. You know what? I'll go with number four, Luis Scola. There okay. you go. I'll take that. Guaranteed. Rocket the ice, Scola, the ice cream man. Absolutely. One time for you boys. Okay. So let me introduce you properly, actually, so we can get it out there. <laughs> All right. This guy's a member of Clutch City Control Room, host of the incredible Launchpad podcast. Shout outs to Paulo Alves, who's not currently here, but he's with us. He's in our hearts. He's in, he's in our hearts and spirit. Shout outs to one time Don Knock at the summit once again. How are you doing, Don? You yeah, I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Um, glad to be here in person. Glad to be here on a day where... I'm just going to say, it. you know, I believe we are four days away from drafting Paolo Bancaro. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I just want to get my Bancaro propaganda in early and often. <laughs> so if y'all don't like Paolo Bancaro, I know a lot of people have said that they have been upset with our agenda pushing. Well, hopefully that won't go on for much longer because everyone will be on board with the Bancaro agenda starting Thursday. So <laughs> I want to get that off now. I like, I like that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to a great pod there as, you go. as per usual. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that. It's gonna be filmed some time. He'll, he'll come around. He'll come he, will, around. he will. He will. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everyone will hey, come guys, around. Hey guys, as long as number, as long as number three helps us win games, I don't care who number three is. As long as number three comes in and helps us win games, right? That is that what matters? Can we be uniform on that at the very least? I'm all for that. I've said it many times. If it's Chet, 
I'm great with that. If it's Paolo, I'm great with that. If it's Jabari, you know, I'll be the one that has to get on board, but I'm sure I'll, I'll find my way uh, onto the Jabari jungle uh, property in due time. So that, that's been kind of my mantra since the lottery was, you know, whichever one of these guys we get, that's who we're rocking with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think hopefully everyone will come around to that way of thinking and we won't have like a Mobley mob situation like we had last year. I think that was not good for anyone. And not, no, not at all. I also want to say like, it's been very different transitioning from the Harden years to the years we're in now because mm-hmm. when we had Harden, it was like, it was, you know, like these guys say H town versus everyone, right? Like, no one liked Harden except for, you know, the few Harden stands like circling around the, the nation and the globe. Other than that, a lot of teams did not like us. A lot of fan bases did not like us. And it was the Rockets fans kind of united against everyone else. And then like, since, you know, we've become a rebuilding team, it seems like there's a lot more Rockets fan infighting because we don't have that mm-hmm. like united front that we're having to fight against yeah. of all these people hating on James Harden. So, you know, hopefully we'll we'll rally, or we'll circle the wagons, we'll rally the troops and, you know, everyone will get back on the same same page you know coming out of this draft absolutely it should be truly uh you know uh plug one time h-town versus everyone that should be the plug so (laughs) i'm just saying though you're right though absolutely in terms of what Mm -hmm. this team is and what they should represent for the city i mean we're gonna give it this year and we're definitely gonna find out there but i want to move on to the first uh topic in question my boy don you got you got in contact with a certain summing somebody somebody and you got a little conversation with him and you were able to tweet a little bit of that action i want to ask you a little bit about that right now jake fisher you got him on or i got him on but you got to talk i got, to him. I got on with him yes yes you uh, got on he's with very him generous with this time yes very generous with you mm-hmm. and uh just kind of like get, if there's any any interesting news and notes that you got out of that conversation and anything that you can say in regards to it that's of interest to our rockets fans this is they give you this opportunity now to pump it out so i got a lot of good stuff from jake fisher um full disclosure uh, one of my good friends actually messages with jake fisher from time to time um so he's someone that i already knew was going to be very transparent with his information and very direct and straight to the point so i asked him you know very quickly i was like eric gordon um what we're gonna do at three and then what we're gonna do with 17 and 26 and he he told me that you know the Rockets do really like Paolo Bancaro. If they can get that guy, that's their guy. Um, he said on 17 and 26 that a lot of the teams that want to trade down want to trade down for players and win now pieces. So a package of just pick 17 and just pick 26 or just pick 17 and pick 26. That's not really going to move the Kings. That's not really going to move the Knicks. That's not really going to move the Washington Wizards because all those teams are trying to compete. They're trying to do something with the rosters that they have now. Mm -hmm. So if the Rockets want to get some type of pick back, what they are going to need to do is get involved in some sort of larger trade, right? So, you know, another team is trying to move up to four. And so the Rockets can insert themselves in that trade and try to get another, you know, higher pick coming back from, Mm -hmm. you know, the team dealing with. Uh, that team at four or a team at seven in the Blazers, they can get involved in a trade with them and try to get a pick higher than 17 coming back that way. Um, in terms of the Christian Wood trade, Fisher said that a lot of league executives were really impressed with the way that the Rockets um, traded Christian Wood and the return they got for him. Thank you, it by had, the way. Thank you. It had, it had come out that. around that time, and we'll get into this a little bit, but um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Sorry. His name is Landry Locker. I don't know if that's his. Oh his yeah, I know. Or that's we, his we had some discourse on Twitter. Um, he tweeted out that you know Christian Wood was really the genesis of a lot of the Rockets have bad culture talks, and Fisher kind of addressed that, and he also said like because that perception was there, Christian Wood's trade value was not that high. He also mentioned that the Rockets have been trying to trade Christian Wood basically since last draft. Mm-hmm. So for almost yep. a year now, they've been canvassing and looking at different trade packages. They couldn't get anything better than this last deadline. And so, you know, to get a late first and salary filler, um, it's not a home run trade by any means. However, that trade gives you a first that you have some sort of flexibility with, whether they trade one first into next year mm-hmm. or down the road, or they are able to package those first and move up somehow. The salary filler makes sure that you're not taking bad salary into next year when you're going to have cap space to do something better with it. Um, there was a lot of talk about Davis Breton. There was a talk about um, who's the guy from the Magic, Duncan Robinson. 
oh, yeah, taking yeah. on okay. those types of contracts where they have long-term money. Mm-hmm. And that does not seem something that the team really wants to do. They want to protect that cap space, even if it's not for something that you know they bring a star player back next year. You can sign a couple of good role players, use a little bit of that cap space, and then roll it over into the next year. You can get some contracts that are movable. So when you can make a trade, that those pieces are able to be shipped out with picks. Because, for example, you know this, this trade didn't work out for the best, but just to show a construction, right? When the Wizards traded Westbrook to the Lakers, you had to have those mid-level salaries to kind of stack together to yeah. send back. Because you can't... You can't just trade for someone and you know not have any salary going back if you're a team that's close to the tax and things like that. Of course, so of course. having those contracts that can match those salaries is very important. Um, Fisher mentioned on Eric Gordon that the Rockets are looking to trade Eric Gordon. They are looking to you know explore different packages for that. He said the Rockets want a first, my boy, and they my wanted a, they wanted a first <laughs> since last deadline. Yeah. They didn't get that. Which makes sense. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. Fisher also mentioned that the Rockets had some picks on the table that were late firsts. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets wanted, you know, a first in the teens or the early 20s and potentially something that wasn't in this draft because yeah. we've already hit a point where you're getting too many players on the roster. You're not going to be able to have playing time for them. So if they had Let's say they trade Eric Gordon and then they traded Christian Wood, right? We'd be looking at four picks in the first round again, just like last year. Mm. We already couldn't play Garuba. He had to be in the G League. If we end up drafting all three of these picks out, you know, whoever we draft at possibly 26 and 17 may not be able to play this year. Yeah, so Guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. They'll probably spend extensive time in the G League. And so that's something he mentioned that the Rockets really prioritize, you know, being able to develop these players, getting them time with a big team. Okay. And he did say that two seconds is probably more realistic than a first for Gordon. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of flows back into what he mentioned earlier about if you want to move up in the draft, the best thing to do will be to package Air Gordon, package those two picks, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even another piece and try to do it that way. Kind of, you know, string all those things together. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last thing that I'll mention on the Jake Fisher, I know I've gone along. No, this is good. Here, but no, yeah, this, this is, is good. This is good. good this is good info. Um, I'm hearing this firsthand, by the way, guys, like me and yeah. the GM, are, we don't know all this info. So this is um, genuine reaction here. <laughs> he said Houston and John Wall will find mutual benefit mm-hmm. in a buyout if he can't be moved. Uh, he talked about packages that they've explored for John Wall and that, you know, there's not a lot out there. John Wall has a huge contract. Really, realistically, it's like what forty three million. I think it's forty super max, man. Seven. Yeah, that's, um, that's ridiculous. It's a hard to move contract, and usually, what happens when you have those super max contracts, they end up getting shuffled for one another. So we saw Westbrook and Wall move for one another. We yeah. saw Westbrook and CP three move for one another. So you're usually flipping one of those pieces back and forth, and that's why last trade deadline you heard the Westbrook for Wall rumors heat back up because there's only so many of those size contracts in the league. So yep. that was something where people were like, we can point to this. Maybe they'll, they'll flip that back. Um, I, mm. I heard that the Rockets wanted a pick swap mm. um, in that trade, which I think it's one thing that I've been kind of monitoring in the stone. I call it the stone age. Uh, don't know. You don't crucify me for that, but um, <laughs> hey, I, I'll advertise that. It's creative. It I is, like it. it the is. stone age. Uh, I like it. One of the kind of hallmark GM principles of the stone age is that mm. like, he is very high on swaps because a lot of times teams are going to say, you know, we don't want to give up our first, but we'll give up the swap. And so if you can get that swap unprotected, you know, it's not the same as having your first and another first. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing now in real time that, you know, 17 and 26, like they're good picks, but those aren't picks that you can really do damage with versus yeah. like if you can get an unprotected pick swap and that swap will hit in like the top 10, then you're really cooking at that point. And so you can really do something. So. It seems like that's going to be something that Raphael Stone continues to push for is getting those swaps. It's a, a lower leverage way of getting a lot more potential high value. So, you yeah. know, mm. a, a low risk, mm. high reward um, type of ask from other teams. And, you know, up to this point, it seems like other teams have been willing to play ball on those. And, yeah. and we got the swaps from the Nets. We got a swap from the Heat, from the Bucks. Mm. Uh, so I think that's something that we're going to continue to see going forward is him trying to leverage the picks and the assets that we have to get swaps back rather than, you know, even just straight out picks. Yeah, I like that idea, mm, especially like from Stone. Um, because at the end of the day, not many teams want to give away unprotected first. I'm totally fine with that. Because at the end of the day, you're going to end up with a better pick regardless. And you end up probably with a contract that you want in the case would be more desirable in the sense that Russell Westbrook would probably be a bit better piece to have around the young guys as opposed to a John Wall. No offense yeah. to a John Wall, but... 
Russell Westbrook is highly respected in the league, despite how everyone views him through the media. I, I will say as well, when you get down to when you get down to a situation where you're having a big roster crunch, right? Mm-hmm. And like we are in right now, and you trade for a bunch of picks the way the Thunder have, what you end up having to do is continue to push those picks into the future, mm-hmm. right? Versus if you yeah. have these pick swaps, you don't have to punt any of those picks. You can say, hey, you know, we have this swap. If we get the Bucks pick, that's better. We'll take that. If we get our pick, that's better. We'll take that. We don't have to worry about drafting, you know, two mm-hmm. extra guys. That's true. Um, so that's I think true. Early on in the rebuild, when you just need to like rack up a bunch of picks really quick and you yeah. draft guys and they may not all hit, then getting a ton of picks, a ton of bites of the apple is really important. Once you get later on in your rebuild, angling for more premier assets becomes more important because you want that you want that chance that you really get the peak asset versus like trading for a pick that's lottery protected versus trading for a swap that's top three protected, right? Yeah. You're going to get better value out of that swap than you would out of that pick yep. because mm. the protection is a lot mm. less on the pick. Yeah, absolutely. Educate them, Don. Educate the go. boys one time. Paolo, Paolo is really the, the cap guy. He's really the, the, the trade guy. But <laughs> you know, I've lost <laughs> a little bit of knowledge from him over the years. There you go. Good I stuff. Mean, yeah. my, I also have a question, though, in regards to the value. Um, because you were stating about 17 and 26 and teams wanting to trade for actual players that can help them win now as opposed to combining if we were to do a three-way trade hypothetically, who would be another team that you would include? Like, for example, Cleveland or a New Orleans per se. Lower la- lower picks, that would be a lot more gettable for teams, right? Who would be another team that could possibly help out in regards to condense those picks? They get said third team gives away or gets the two picks, and then the Wizards or the Kings or the Pelicans end up, or the Cavs, for example, end up with a a player that helps them win now. I think if you look at some of these teams' rosters, I think the Knicks are probably going to shake stuff up the least. Yeah. Um, I think the Knicks need to bring a point guard in, and they can probably... I could see the Knicks trying to wait out a John Wall buyout mm-hmm. rather than get into ty- that type of you know multi-team trade configuration. Yeah, yeah. Um, the course. Wizards have already shown that they're willing to do you know kind of bigger deals. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's a team that I, I consider fairly likely. Yeah. Um, we we tried to work with the Cavs on an Eric Gordon trade last year and it mm-hmm. didn't really materialize. Um, they but they did get into the James Harden trade. And so they showed you know uh, a propensity to you know get involved in bigger deals that yep. way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the Cavs is is a place that you know you could see that happening. I think the Pelicans it's tough because the Pelicans really need a point guard. I don't think they would be a, a spot for John Wall. Mm-hmm. I could see the Pelicans I could see the Pelicans wanting to draft Dyson Daniels, honestly. I think he would be someone that would fit really well there. Yeah, um, I agree. So, you were seriously saying that the other I day. Like you were Dyson like, Daniels. you were like, Dyson Daniels, let's get Dyson Daniels with the seventh yeah. pick. <laughs> you were yeah. like, let's make it happen. And yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. hey, chill I, out, I bro. Think, I think if there's a team that's really pressured to do stuff, yeah. it's Portland. Yep. Okay. So yeah. Portland, if they don't get right, I mean, Damian Lillard could ask out very quickly. So I think yep. Portland's going to feel the most pressure. Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland still, their core is young enough that they're not going to just do a deal just to do it. Yeah. They're going to only do a deal that's like very advantageous to themselves. So, of course. you know, Cleveland, we already have experience dealing with their general manager. I think that is yeah. something that's kind of underrated in terms of uh, how a lot of deals are done. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was brought up the, the Maury tree, if you will. So um, the Timberwolves, the Kings... Um, I think there was one other team that had a Rockets tied to it, but it, it, regardless, when these general managers have familiarity with one another, they're more likely to just you know be comfortable bouncing things off. Yeah, one of another. course, of and, course. And also the time that Maury was in Houston and the general managers that were underneath him, they were very renowned for really just like anything you can think of, just throw it out there and we'll explore it. And that mm-hmm. was kind of uh. I believe it was Gerson Rosas was on a podcast with uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and he talked about that. Like they basically said, no idea is bad. Throw out anything you can, and, you know, we'll sift through them and see what sticks. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, when you have that type of relationship and working relationship with other general managers, those are the people that you're going to bounce stuff off the most. So, you know, the Timberwolves aren't a team that has a, a high pick this year. They're at 19. Um, but, you know, I would look to some of those teams that stone has a lot of familiarity with 
teams that their general managers were in Houston, the yep. Cavaliers, the Nets, you know, all these teams that, that he has familiarity with already. Mm-hmm. You, you see a lot of dealing like that with, with general managers. But they of course, deals they have the to do it with teams. people that they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so obviously. I think that's something to watch for. We haven't really done a lot of deals with the Pelicans. So that's what makes me a little bit more hesitant on them. Um, we have done a deal with the Blazers. Um, yeah, uh, the Robert Covington did the deal. deal. Yeah. So I, I could see the Blazers. I could see, I could see the Kings because again, their general manager was the number two in Houston for a while, um, Monty McNair. So realistically, you know, I think there's a lot of good chances for us to sneak into a deal. I think, like Jake Fisher said, though, us just taking 17 and 26 to just push those up to you know, let's say 10. I think that's not the type of trade construction that you're going to see if the Rockets are able to pull something off. I think, I think though, moving up in the draft, like that's one thing. I know he's going to try to move Mac in the lottery. He's going to try to do it in some way. You acquired that 26 pick with that Christian Wood trade. So my belief is that you're using that 26 pick. But then I, I, I don't know if you saw so in the last episode with Christian Wood, I put on my, I put on my tinfoil hat with, and th- I had my tinfoil hat theory. And my tinfoil hat theory is, uh, is that this 26 pick is to also, is also a safety blanket just in case. Stone misses on Bancaro. If Bancaro ends up becoming a top two guy, as opposed to being going number three, what would happen then? If if you know at that point, if OKC just goes, "Hey man, we like Bancaro. We're gonna take Bancaro at two. And then you know what, what would would Stone would Stone want? Do you think do y'all think Stone would want Bancaro that bad to the point where he would want? Hey, he would say, "Hey." Uh, you know, I got the 17th pick. I got the number three pick. I could package you a future first. Like, do y'all, can y'all see that happening? So there was a report earlier today. Um, I can't remember who it was from. I want to say Tipping Man, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe it was Fagan. Um, and they mentioned trading, trading up scenarios. You know, if the Rockets were, you know, really set on Ben Carroll, mm-hmm. you know, exploring trading up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do some sort of, you know, catastrophic I move up scenario. Yeah. Uh, I think. From what I've heard, I think the Rockets like Ben Caro and they like Chet. So if Chet is the one that falls, I think they're not going to hesitate to, to okay. take him. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, could they move up for Ben Caro? I've heard that they they really like Ben Caro. So, you know, if there they, is that if possibility, they, there is a possibility okay, that they're going to move up um, again. Like if you I don't personally see 26 as a good enough asset Definitely to move not. up. Definitely 17, not. maybe. The thing you're getting into with the Magic is the Magic have so many players on their roster that are already, you know, they're not A-level prospects, but they're players that are pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Right? So I don't think the Magic need to be taking 17 on and drafting more players because yeah. they already have such a crunch with Fultz. Um, I'm sorry. Who did they draft last year? I'm blanking oh, on the name. Jeez. Uh, uh, the guy Suggs. from Gonzaga. Jalen, yeah, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Oh, Franz Wagner. Yeah. Right? Like, they just have... They, Jonathan Isaac hasn't played a game for them almost in two years. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably that's probably the player on their team that's like shown the most, honestly. Jonathan so they Isaac. Have, wow. They're, they're in a situation where they can't just be taking on a lot of guys, just yeah. taking a lot of guys. So it would be interesting to see if, if they went for a pick 17. Yeah. Um, but no, it would not stun me if the Rockets tried to trade up to two or one to get Vancouver. Yeah. I think one would be more likely than two. They'll probably use They're, like the, a Milwaukee pick or even like a one of the Brooklyn picks. Yeah, you know? I could see something like that. If the if they use one of the Brooklyn picks, I would think they would probably want to put some protections on it. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to be giving away Sunday especially three. if you're dealing with a Thunder. Because we already have such a such a complicated yeah. pick scenario with the Thunder. I don't it's, think you want to be giving them another really it's good touchy. pick. Yeah. It's very um, touchy. If yep. they move up Orlando being in the East, I think makes a difference. The yeah. Thunder being in division in conference, we already have such a you know tied in future with them. I, I don't think they're going to give up a Brooklyn pick to the Thunder if that was the move up situation. I also, I also do think, and Jake Fisher did talk about this. Is the last thing I'll mention on that. He said that the Thunder do have a significant interest in Bankero too. Uh, they are not locking in Chet for the Thunder, mm-hmm. so. That's why I think it will be interesting. I think, I do think seventeen is, that's a borderline play to move up. I think it may take yeah. more than seventeen to move up. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But it won't be enough. I also think that because this is a three-person draft, because the Rockets are comfortable. If it is Chet, if they have any inkling that it's going to be Jabari one, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine taking whichever one falls out of Chet and Bancaro. Yeah, I like that. I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I've I've bought. 
I, I'll, I'll say this officially. I, I'll officially say this on the podcast. This is the first episode I say this. I've officially bought into a Ben Carroll's a rocket. I have I have come around. I have come around. I've watched. Yeah, I started it's watching it's highlights. I, I, I'm, I'm here, here for it. it. It's, here it's, for it's, it. it's less wanting, more of an acceptance. Touché, touché. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I, I think. Yeah. But I'm is not in a bad it's way. Okay, though. if we pivot to Ben Carroll a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Let's bank, okay, yeah, so. this will be the. This, I was gonna say this was gonna be the last part anyways. Okay. So yeah. So. I think one thing about Bancaro, I'll say one thing that I think is under talked about. I'll say one thing that I think is over talked about. And the thing I think that is under talked about has been his playmaking, um, especially pairing him with Jalen. Jalen is not a natural playmaker. If you watch Duke last year, Duke ran a very conservative, a very structured offense and didn't allow Bancaro to really, you know, be creative, do a lot with the ball in his hands and, and just generating in space. I think, if we are to draft Bancaro, you're going to see the Rockets go to a lot of stuff where their forwards are generating the offensive action. Mm-hmm. And so you'll have Bancaro with the ball in his hands. You'll have Shingun with the ball in his hands. And then you have KPJ and Jalen that can focus on moving off the ball, mm, yeah. cutting, slashing. Because KPJ and Jalen should have speed advantage, size advantage, explosiveness advantage against basically anyone they're playing on Easily. any team. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, letting those guys function that way, I think is going to open up a lot for them. KPJ... I'm not going to say the KBJ at point guard experiment hasn't succeeded, but I'm going to say like if you're using him as more of like a combo guard than like the guy that has to be, you know, the Chris Paul of the offense. I think you're going to get a lot more utility out of him. I think you're going to get a lot more functionality out of the way yeah. that you can implement him offensively. Um, so I think Ben Caro as someone that can really do a lot of offensive initiating, basically run the offense, basically orchestrate a lot of stuff. Um I can't say friend of the show, but uh, uh, someone that I listen to a lot of his coverage, Matt Penny of, um, he, he does a podcast with Sam Bassini called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I can't um, remember the name of the podcast. I, I don't remember right what's called. I was listening to it. Talking about no, it's not the mismatch. That's. Uh, I can't. If, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll mention it. But anyway, the podcast that, that those two guys do together, Matt Penny mentions a lot of times like players that do well in that point guard role are former high school quarterbacks, okay. right? And that's what Paolo Bancaro is. He's someone who played quarterback in high school. He's used to being the leader. He's used to being someone that's orchestrating it and calling out plays. Absolutely. In the football context. Yeah. And and I think that he can function in that similar role as part of the Rockets offense off, offensively. And so the thing I think that was talked about too much is the defensive issues. Um, there are times where he was definitely lackadaisical defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, being in an offense where maybe – He's going to do a lot of the initiating, do a lot of the playmaking, but he doesn't necessarily have to take on tons of the scoring load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have Jalen that can be a scorer. You have Shangun that can be a scorer. You have KPJ that can be a scorer. So he can really do a lot of initiating and, and not have to expend all of his energy offensively. I think he'll be able to be more um, more impactful defensively, more attentive defensively. I think one thing that will be important is bringing in a coach that is a defensive-minded guy and someone that's going to really emphasize playing hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who that guy's going to be. Up until yeah. now, we've heard uh, Mahmoud Abdel-Fatah, uh, the Vipers coach, linked to the Rockets. Um, that's your boy. Other than him, <laughs> we ha- really haven't, want, man. Yeah, that's your guy. We haven't heard a lot about who the other assistant yeah, coaches are going to be. Anything. But yeah. we have heard from Fagan that they have an interest in bringing in a, a defensive-minded guy. Yeah, so, I mean, with the reports of like what Jeff Jeff Bizdelic, they're trying to get you. Yeah, someone, someone like that, just someone, someone like that, that yeah. would be more than enough. GM, a question over to you now: Should they draft if it is Bancaro? It is the belief more less fit, more talent over fit at this point. Would you would you equate that? So what, what do you mean, like you, in the sense of like, drafting Bancaro no, because, in general? Because, because, well, no, 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 because you're saying Bancaro, you know, the defense, the defense yeah. is what he like. His yes. his size up next to Alperin Shangun is yeah. it is it less about the ma- is it less about the fit? Because Jabari Absolutely. is a better fit. Absolutely, unquote, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Would you agree that it should be talent over fit? Allah get Correa and Bregman, guys and in similar positions, out. and figure yeah. it out later. Absolutely. Cool. I mean, at the end of the day, we were the, we have been the worst team in the league the last yeah. two years. Yep. So, Dude, don't sugar, don't Regardless it. of fit, <laughs> you draft the BPA, the best player available. Yeah. And in order for it to work. You put that on on the shoulders of the coaches. They make it work. They, the Raphael Stone gets the talent and the scouts. And the coaches, what they do, their responsibility is to make it work no matter what. And at this juncture of time, fit does not matter to me. I mean, granted, if we truly believe that Jalen Green is the superstar, which I do, 
there is some form of argument that can be stated of where we're going to draft no matter what to someone to fit Jalen's talents. I understand that. But we're in a league now where a lot of players have to be very, you know, like as a, in the terms of variance with their talent. They need yeah. to be able to do multiple things on the floor, not just handle the ball, pass, shoot the ball. We're in a league now where everyone's kind of a Swiss army knife of talent. And you can't just be stuck on one great thing or one position. It's a very switch on, switch off type of league. So in in regards to Bincaro, he can do it all. And granted, the defense, it's a little overblown. Over like you like uh, Don said, overstated. So there's not to me, it's not as big of an issue. And I think that overall, it'll be totally good. I, I think one thing that it's been talked about by some people, but I, I want to reinforce it here and I wanna kind of like build on it a little bit. We love a lot of these guys on the roster. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, right, when you really get into the next Rockets team that's going to be competitive and, you know, going for a championship, I think you have to think that a lot of these guys might not be here. Mm -hmm. And so even Shingun, right, Shingun's the one where it's like this guy is straddling the line between franchise cornerstone and, you know, may may not be here yeah. eventually or, mm -hmm. or maybe in a different role. Thing we yeah. don't know. Eventually. Um, I think the reason you can't draft for fit is because we're still so in the infancy of our rebuild yeah. that you don't know which of these guys are going to be here, which of these guys they're going to move, yep. which of these guys, you know, are going to want something different and say, Hey, like perfect example, KJ Martin, right? A player that I like a player that I have advocated for starting over Jay Sean Tate. His dad came out this summer and said, you know, I don't think KJ is going to be back in Houston if they don't give him a starting role this year. So, mm. you know, players have their own objectives too. Yep. If a player, you know, he doesn't want to be in a specific role with the Rockets, he may test for agency and that's go somewhere fair. else. There's so, nothing wrong. Yeah, with and there's nothing wrong so with that. You know your value. When, when you're drafting, right? I think you need to be very very aware that you know, drafting for fit with the 15 guys on the roster that we have right now is not necessarily the end goal. You want to draft for fit in terms of we have these super core pieces and when we need to build a team that's going to be very competitive those are the guys that we know are going to be here mm -hmm. and then yes. outside of that you know you can have these other guys see if they develop for example jay sean tate they say jay sean tate shooting the lights out of the lights out in uh in in the summer right now uh in, in the practice so if jay sean tate becomes a 39 percent three-point shooter then you know that's definitely someone you want to keep around but until then right that that part of the roster can be in flux and yeah. you let those guys compete, you let those guys develop and then you make moves, you know, as you see fit behind that. But I, I think ruling a guy out because he doesn't fit day one on this current roster. I, I think that's just not the way to look at it. And, and I don't think that's the way Rafael Stone is looking at it because yeah, it if he really was, way, no. I, I think you'd hear about, you know, the Rockets are trying to leverage every asset they have to move up to get Jabari. And we're just not in that type of win now environment where we need yeah. to be that aggressive. No, absolutely yeah. not. We don't need to be that aggressive now. And definitely in terms of what this team fit wise, it's it remains to be seen. It's everything is TBD right now mm -hmm. because it's all about the incremental improvements of the team, but maximizing the improvements of these individual players that we believe are the cornerstone. So, yep. you know, we'll see what ends up happening there. Let's go ahead and move on now to our next guest on the show. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Donna to slide over to the couch slightly. No, no, no. Slide in, slide in, slide in. No, you are not getting kicked off. We're going to add on. I'm going to I'm going to ask for uh, Mr. Dex to come on. Mr. He's representative of Apollo NBA. He's the he's the lone representative. Lone representative. Dex. <laughs> Dex Hinton here in the house. He's here. He's live. He's got the NBA Jam tee on one time for you boys. Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. <laughs> That's exactly the type of propaganda I want to hear. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a propaganda push. I'm a propaganda person. I'm a narrative pusher. So <laughs> absolutely, no, I, people don't like that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Dex, yeah, we're I, fans at the end of the day, dude, we're, we're, not, we're not like right. absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Dex, we're, how you doing today, man? How you doing? doing you good? Great, man. Happy you to good? be here. I love what y'all are doing right now. This is amazing. It, it's awesome, right? Real quick, let's see if I can. Pay, let's see if these. Let's see if all the fans are paying attention. Hey, everybody, who's the number three overall pick? Okay. <laughs> I, love a, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love to hear. Boat, I love to hear. Ben Carroll has definitely ben entered the building. Carroll. Very strong. Very strong Everybody here. All uniform. Board, no, no Jabari. No Jabari. 
Jalen Williams, don't sleep, number one. I need security. I need security. I need security. Please, please, get out of the Somewhere, Madison Moore is very excited to hear that, but I I don't know about the rest of us. Shout out to Jalen Williams. Hi, that one guy. I love Jalen Williams. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. I'm I'm big on the guy. I'm so tired of these. I'm so tired of random protesters spitting out the Jalen Williams propaganda. Sticking their hands on the floor. I'm so tired of it. Getting on my shoulder, nagging on me. Gosh, this is the the first of many. I hope I don't see another Tari Eason person. And come over here. This will be <laughs> GGs for me. Okay. But- is the Easton Hive like that? <laughs> I mean, Easton Hive, I like that. We never know. know. The Tari Easton Hive. They, they got on to me because I picked, uh, who was it? I think I picked Sohan. I picked Sohan over I him. I picked a couple. Guy, you're not a Sohan yeah, guy? I'm a yeah. huge nah, I know Sohan guy. Oh, you're a big guy. Sohan guy. Yeah, he's Sohan. good. I, me too. I'm a Baylor boy. That's my guy. <laughs> I respect that. Okay. Respect okay. Well, okay. I, think, no, I, I did pick I picked Jalen Williams over Tar Easton in a mock, and oh. they were not happy with me. Of course not. Well, I saw so, you pick, and I was, I, like, I, was like, I was like, Jim would appreciate that. Oh, I was happy. I commented on that. I was very happy about that. So just to get this out there as well, I've heard that the Tar Easton workouts have not been going well. that All according to that plan. can go one of two ways, right? Like, uh, we've heard the sharp workouts haven't been going well yeah. either. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, fr- from what I've heard about how this goes, like, Raphael Stone basically said, like, 99% of his evaluation is going to be what's on tape. Yeah. So, like, the workout's going to factor into it some, but really, if the tape is there, then that's what they're really going to go on. He's a that boy nice guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, 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 so he's definitely a hooper. Career, yeah. He's a, definitely a hooper <laughs> a person. He, know, he knows that he's looking for. Dude, ever since so, I ever told y'all, so real quick, like, we would sometimes get seats and like Stone would be like two rows just underneath us. Mom, tell me what my boy rolls in with a power power bar and popcorn. Literally in the middle of all the intros, my man just walks in like this. Friggin' an, the, an unreleased Nike Rockets long sleeve looking all <laughs> dapper. And he just rolls in, just sits and he's just like. Hey, when you're the boss, you can do whatever you want. Literally, like just right, chilling right. as if nothing. And no one notices, like no one notices him. He's just sitting. And then, you know, and then, of course, we're all freaking out. I, I will say, yeah, out, we, right? we, we were at a game together. Yes. It was us and, and Bias Houston. And he just walked in. I mean, I guess for him, it's just this is what I do. But he just Work, walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah he like walked in and ass. we're just like, yo, this guy's really right here. And then we heard from uh, we talked to Ben DuBose. Uh, shout out to Ben DuBose. It's actually his birthday today. Uh, Happy birthday. Love you, Happy birthday. We love um, you, Ben. <laughs> he was like, yeah, if y'all want to go over and just say hi, take a picture with him. He's really cool. And I'm just like. I'm so starstruck right now. I'm not allowed to just walk up on this guy. I enabled and that. Take a picture. That's on me. I enabled that. Me and Will hyped it, hyped it up. We're like, all right, we're just going to do it. So we walked up yeah. and we just started, I started like saying stuff. I barely remember it. And then next thing you know, we're taking the picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah we yeah. tweeted that out because that was the time where people were like, Will and Don are, are running the team, you know. You know, oh, no. oh yeah, like, remember you that. That, was, yeah, that was around that, that time. That was around the time. I remember that. We're like, yeah, 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 we had a secret meeting with uh with Stone at the Rockets yeah. game. <laughs> okay, well, I wanted to I wanted to change. I want to shift over yep. now to more uh, Christian Wood talk. Obviously, that's kind of been the top of the billing. Funny story. So me and Dex were watching. Shouts to shout Dex one time for you once again. Got me the hookup to the premiere of uh, Lightyear B plus movie. <laughs> solid movie, solid movie, solid movie. Solid movie. It's a B plus. It's, a B+. it's hard, man. It's hard. A pluses are difficult it's, on my list, bro. It's B plus is not bad. It's above average. This I'm man a is a cr- he's a critic. He is a critic. I'm a ru- I'm a Russian judge, dude. I gotta be. Okay, so, <laughs> but anyway, so we were watching Lightyear, and and this is, I think the news of the Christian maybe a half hour before Dex. Would you literally say? thirty minutes? Yeah. Okay, so we pull up our phone right, and then I see I see the McMahon tweet saying, and I'm not putting two and two together. He said. Oh, he would look nice in Dallas, or he's gonna fit in Dallas. And I was super confused. And Dex goes, Dex goes, yo, Chris Wood just got traded. And I'm like, wait, what? I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Dex lost (laughs) his mind. Dex lost his mind. Tell the people, tell the people how you react. I've been waiting. (laughs) We're sitting there in the movies, like the credits start rolling. I was looking at my phone, see what time it is, all that stuff. Christian Wood gets traded, and I'm like, yo, yo, Christian Wood got traded. He's going to the Mavericks. He's going to the Mavericks. I'm like. Ster- Sterling Brown, like Boban, like what are you talking about? And that's how we got the first round pick. Let, and I'm like, let, let us never insult the man that is Boban Marjanovic. And, my and no boy. disrespect to Rockets legend Marquise Chris, but like, <laughs> oh. you know what I'm saying? I I had to see that we got that first round pick before I was like, okay, like I can work with that. I saw Boban. I, Boban I, I will was say, mine. you know, Boban's gonna raise the Rockets' star power. I mean, this guy. Is- He's acting. He's in commercials. Yeah, like, he's gonna fit in right, right with Jalen Green. Right, they're gonna be able to do ads together and, and all this type there of stuff. There you go. Lock, locker room leader, Boban Marjan. Is that Marjanovic? Is that how you say it? Marjanovic. Marjanovic. We'll learn. Marjanovic. 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 Marjanov
We got time to learn. Yeah, yeah we got time. Yeah. There you go. There you we, go. There we you will go. follow the pronunciation of uh, Craig Ackerman. That's what I usually <laughs> there do. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's true. That's true. The show, Craig time. Ackerman. Can yes, we, can Craig. We take yeah. it there? Right, shout out to time. Shout out. Hi, Craig. Shout How you doing? Craig. Hope you and the family are doing well. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we needed a guy who yeah. could, you know, when Jalen Green is getting fouled with no calls, we just need a guy to come in and, you know, like some elbows. No, I will say that was a big thing last year. Like. Jalen yes. was getting bullied like half the season. I'm like, someone needs to do something about this. And I we think need like, a thug. we need yeah. one. And I think like it was one of the last ten games of the season. Like Silas finally got a tech. Like after Jalen got finally, and everyone was like, this is what we've been waiting for <laughs> know, the whole was, year. I remember like, were we hooping? We might have been hooping at that point. And I think we were like, Silas got a tech. Yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that commercial. It's like that commercial where it's like, I don't know if you see that. Uh, it's like his, the. It's like a commercial from like uh, as a Hispanic or Mexico or something like that. And it's like a girl doing an orange juice. It's like something, and then dun, 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 and then everyone, and then a whole family lifts her up, and they go, "Yay!" Oh, it's, yeah, it's that one. I don't know. I know, Anyways, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like okay, a thank you. commercial. It's like a, yes. yeah, it's oh like a famous God. gif. Like yes, it's a famous yeah. gif. It's a famous yes. gif. Yes. Por qué no los dos? Oh, now you're getting, no you're getting Don Julio already. No habla espanol, bro. There you go. There you go. Tragic. So I want to. I do want to ask a question. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the decks first, and we'll go across the board. This Christian Wood trade became a shocker. It, you know, it shook the core of the NBA because it really came out of nowhere. Proof that you know Stone really doesn't like to leak stuff. Like proof that he really doesn't like to leak stuff, as opposed to uh, how it was in the past with Gerald Murray. There always be stuff leaked mm -hmm. here and there. But like, did the Rockets pull the trigger too early, and could we have gotten a better deal if we had waited to say draft night? Or stretch it out to even the trade deadline. So, what did you think? Do you think that it was it was good timing to get it done now, or do you think we should have waited, Dex? I think it was good time to get it done now. I think it gives you plenty of time to see what you can do yeah. with seventeen and twenty six. If you can package them, if you can like jump into a third team deal, you got time to do that. You're not trying to scramble on yeah. draft night. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And Christian Wood just you just couldn't bring him back this year. Is the vibe that I'm getting? Like we saw. We've seen the reports, you know, there was some beef. We saw, we had the theories about, you know, KPJ leaving at halftime because of Christian Wood, that kind of thing. It just seemed like a bad vibe. He's taking the ball away from the backcourt, who we want to have the ball in their hands so we can see him develop. Got a clear space for Shingun to be able to start, see what he's got, that kind of thing. He just, Christian Wood just couldn't come back. He didn't have a place on the scene moving forward. So I think it was, I think it was a good decision to go ahead and do it now. Give yourself that time and just, just cut the tie and, we don't need him. We can lose the most games in the league with you or without you. Doesn't matter. So you're happy with the fact Damn, that that's, we got that's a real statement right there. Yeah, we're the worst team in the NBA. Like we can be that without you. We don't need you for that. I like that. I would say, you know, could they have gotten a better deal? From what I've heard, you know, Jake Fisher said they've been trying to canvas deals since last trade deadline. I've heard that they were trying to canvas deals since like last off season. Um, so Me too. I think. Someone mentioned it. I can't remember who it was, but they said this was the best deal that they had been offered to this point. So could they have gotten a better deal? I, I think you're getting to the family guy situation of, you know, can I take what's in the mystery box or can I take the boat? Oh, Whatever, ah. Whatever's in the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat, right? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it can be a boat. No. Yeah. Do you want baby? Do you want first round pick? Stop. <laughs> Bro. Do you <laughs> Do you wait? Who's who's in the top ten that we like? Uh, Dyson Daniels. Yeah. Do you want Dyson Daniels or do you want the mystery box? Uh, but but the mystery box, it could be anything. It could be Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I yeah, think yeah. so I think overall, yeah, what'd you think? This is the best deal they have been offered. I think they uh -huh. were right to take it. Thank you. I think the other thing, bringing in Bancaro, he's gonna play the four. Yeah. Once we heard he was six, ten and a half, that's a four, right? And he may, you know, slide to the three, maybe, or slide to the five occasionally, but his main position is gonna be the four. Exactly. And so if you have Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, Kenyon Martin Jr., Usman Garuba, maybe like all trying to get minutes at the four or five uh, with Shingun, who the, I, I think, I think so many. The, it's like the, six. the view on the view on Shingun is very yeah. it's very stratified because there are some people that love Shingun and there are some people that think Shingun is not a good enough defensive player to be the long term five. Yeah. The Rockets gave up two first round picks to get Shingun. They're yeah. obviously very high on him. Yep. And this trade just solidifies that again for me. They're going to give Shingun every opportunity to succeed. You know, if it's going to work out with Bencaro, 
it's going to be sink or swim. They're going to roll that line up out there and see if those guys can commit on the defensive end yeah. and, and see what happens. And so I think getting those development reps, even if it's, you know, summer league, you have Ben Caro and Shingun out there playing together, even if it's oh, preseason, man. rolling Shingun and Ben Caro out there together. I yeah. think getting as much data and as much information as early and as often as possible is more important than showcasing Christian Wood to try to get the 23rd pick instead of the 26th pick. Exactly. No, okay, what, about, what about you? What do you think? Do you think that? Oh, I mean, well, I, I got your opinion. You told me <laughs> way too many times, but tell the people. I was all for trading him. I think that the deal was actually very good for the team. It's an underrated trade. For one, yeah, yeah. the cap room. The cap yeah. room. When you took on deals that keep yeah. up with a short-term cap, which is good, which is what matters. Number two, we got a first. Unexpected. I didn't believe that we were going to get a first-round pick. Oh, we're mic'd up. If I'm going to be nice. We've been Everyone up. can hear us. Yeah. Loud noises. There you go. But anyways, I do believe that we had won that deal for us specifically. Like, to right on top of what Don said, we're trying to put Shingun in a position to succeed. And with okay. that deal of Christian Wood, it allows the offense to kind of flow a little bit more with Shingun. As we saw during the season, the spacing was not so great when Wood and Shingun were on the floor. Nope. So it puts Shingun in another position to succeed with the ball in the high post or atop of the key. Or whichever. if the spacing it was good with Shingun and Wood, Wood was just going to keep shooting like constantly. I, I didn't want to get into that, but that's an unfortunate reality of the situation. Yeah. Hey, can we all agree on something, though? Can we all agree on something? I know everyone says Ben Carroll, Shingun, uh, you know, if he combo on defense, but the buckets, boys, the, the buckets. buckets. Well, I think I buckets think, D. I think the buckets will be cool, but I think the passing is really what's going to really pop. Oh, the ball is going to be. Yeah. Ben Carroll. Okay, Sam Vecini has said that he thinks Ben Carroll could be the best passer in this entire draft. Yep, and, and so, I can agree. I can agree right. with that. And so you have Shingun, who we have already seen as you know probably a top five passing center, and you get Ben Carroll, who's you know top five. Hopefully, top five passing power forward in the league. Yep. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, that's going to allow Jalen and KPJ to function off the ball. That's going to allow, you know, I think we're going to see also Bancaro. You're going to see Bancaro in the short role mm -hmm. as a screener. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to be able to make that pass to the corner and make that pass, you know, come in the other direction. And if not, I, I think. The, the underrated part of Ben Caro's game that a lot of people aren't talking about. They talk about Ben Caro as like a mid-range guy and stuff like that. If yeah. you watch a lot of his scoring plays, he's not someone that really does want to settle for the mid-range. He's someone that wants to get all the way to the rim. Yeah. So if you're putting him in the short roll, he's either going to get all the way to the rim or make that right pass coming out of that. And that's going to just, it's going to open up everything. Ben Caro, the one thing, you know, you hear the knocks on Ben Caro defensively and all that, but you never hear Ben Caro is a selfish player. And I think yes. he's going to come in and it's going to help open things up. Ball, You're going to see the ball movement. You're going to see player movement. Mm -hmm. And I think Steven Silas mentioned last year that he didn't really open up the playbook. He was trying to dumb things down. Ben Caro is a smart player, right? We already said he, run, he ran the offense at Duke. He was a quarterback. He went to Duke. You know, Duke is a prestigious university. I think he's not somebody you have to bring in and like dumb down things to you know ease him in. He's going to come in. You're going to be able to you know just push more advanced offense on a lot of these guys right away, and you're going to see them start to open things up and really see what Stephen Silas wants to do as a coach. All right, I'm sold. I'm a Ben Carroll guy. You got it, man. Right. Be we good. We're good. Like, sold. Sold. We good. Sold. The propaganda, the pro the propaganda got to me. Steam. This is going to be steam. the first rookie the Rockets have had in a long time. It was like a big time college player. But, yes. You know, we got yes. Jalen yes. Green out of the G League, Shingun out of Turkey. Oh my gosh, who was the last college? Christopher was at Arizona State for like Sam nine Decker. Games. Sam Decker was the last big time college player. I'm they got highly like 18th pick, oh, 18th overall pick. But I'm trying to think and like. Sam, Sam Decker wasn't, he wasn't even as premier of a player as Ben Carroll, but Sam Decker was on that Wisconsin team that won a title. Yeah. True. Well, that, quick question though, who, quick trivia question off the top of my head. Who was the last top three? Rocket drafted player that was drafted out of college. Yao Ming was, came from China. What are Jalen Kansas? Green from the G League Ignite. Was he pick, Was he top three? I believe he was number two or number three. Who? Steve Francis, right? I was going to say Steve was Francis. Francis, Francis but he was drafted two? by Vancouver. Now oh, Memphis so who was drafted by the Rockets? It would be Hakeem, right? What? No, I would not tell me 84 was the last year. That's uh, crazy. Top three. 40, we had, almost 40 we years had sustained ago? success. Wow. For years. We were good for wow. a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, That's think crazy. about it. We never get topics. How rare were I never, we in the wow. lottery for? 
let's be real here, is very rare. This so never happens. To all that, I mean, in the Maury years, yeah. we were always at 14. Easily. 14. Or, or they traded the pick away, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, in that era, especially during that Maury era, where they were really just trying to succeed, uh, push hard in, obviously, to get that contender. That's why they were more than willing to garner and package picks away, yeah. obviously, to get those types of talent to try to uh, get that talent around them. But how do we grade overall? I know it's a little too early to call, but across the board, what do we grade the Christian Wood trade for from the Rockets' perspective? Not for Dallas's perspective. That's all up in the air. We don't know how that's going to work. I actually think he's going to be successful there. That's my personal opinion. I think he's going to be decent there. I've, I've sat on it long enough. I think he's going to be decent. But but I will ask this, though. What grade would you rate that would trade co- right the return now, coming I, I to give us? It like a, I give it like a B, like an 80 out of 100. That's like, solid. You did solid. about what you could do. Okay. I, I said B plus right after it happened, so I'm yeah. going to stick with B plus. I will also agree. I think Christian Wood is going to look good in Dallas because he's going to have Luka there to spoon feed him. And we yep. saw those five yes, to six yes. games that Harden was here with Completely. Christian Wood. It looked like the best pick and roll pairing in the history of mankind. So I think you're going to get a similar result from Dallas. Mm. I, I think it's going to bring their defense down a little bit because they had a top five defense last year. So maybe they will be a top 10 defense, but a top five offense, top 10 defense, that's still good enough to win a title. And uh, I think Dallas is going to be in that range. I mean, Luca is, is that good? Thankfully, you know, our, our rebuild cycle is a little bit behind there. Yep. Uh, hopefully, you know, right when we're hitting our stride, Dallas is, uh, you know, aged out a little bit more. I think Dallas will look great in the regular season with Christian Wood. And then the playoffs will be very telling. The they will have to be very telling. And that's understood. Um, if you guys listen to the, the most recent pod, I gave it an A, but obviously I'm a little bit more inclined to because I was in the strong, uh, small minority of guys that really just Ball wanted him gone. I would, that's a lie, minority. I would say majority. <laughs> or I, no offense, Christian Wood. I've heard he's a wonderful guy. Shout out to our friend John Jordan. Spoke very highly of Christian did, Wood's character. Yeah. But, but when it comes to the locker room and we see it on the court, that's a whole other story, brother. Trust me. Well, sh- well sh- shout out uh, one time before we go to before we hit our first break. Shout outs to uh, Kyle, who's over here to my left. He's he's a giant Dallas Mavericks fan. He's gonna he's actually gonna come on the pod at some point later. But I told him he was like because he had not seen a lot of highlights regarding Christian Wood. So I told him I was like, boy, you're about to get the full Christian Wood experience. Enjoy. But I'll say when this it's on the- great, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at first I sold it to him. I was like, I was like, dude, you're gonna love Christian Wood, man. He's an incredible player. He, I was like, bro, he's gonna give you 20 and 10 guaranteed. Sometimes so, he's styling and profiling and flexing on James Harden, and sometimes he's getting styled and profiled on by Demarcus Cousins. It's like it's good and bad. He'll, go. he'll style go. on you. He'll. Dro- uh, I always say this. He drops 25, and the Rockets are down 40. That's typically what that that has been the kind of setup. So it hasn't been an A plus experience with Christian Wood, but yeah. I do wish him well, and I think all of us can agree we do wish him well, uh, as opposed to you know when he moves on now and he's going to move on to Dallas. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in terms of this upcoming draft. We're going to move on here, but before we do, we're going to take our first ad break right now. Uh, we appreciate you joining us at the live show here at Urban South Brewery, um, brought to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. We appreciate y'all. We will be right back after this message. Tired of the same old anime tees? Tired of the mallcore look? That first colony mallcore look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting some love as well? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods. From animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and one of my personal favorites, Demon Slayer. So Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. So use code DAYOFFSUMMIT for a 10% discount at dayoff.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. So make sure to go through, grab a t-shirt, and meet us at the summit. What's up, world? It's your boy, Vaughn Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player, and you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, guys, we're here with good friends of the Summit. To my far right is my boy, Reezy, and to his left is our boy, Ike. All right, Reezy, you guys introduce yourselves to our fans and tell them where they can find you over on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'm Reezy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Reezy Season, uh, R-E-E-Z-Y-S-Z-N. Um, yeah, I just talk basketball. Sometimes I stream games on Twitch. I just be chilling, talking shit. What's up? All right, Ike. My name is uh, Ike Cuellar. I'm on Twitter um, at 
Ike Cuellar, I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. And um, Justin and Kenny are really good friends of mine, so I'm glad these guys can bring me oh, out man. here. And we appreciate you, bro. We yeah. appreciate you, man. And we're really happy to have you on. And we're here with uh, our fellow member from Apollo NBA, our boy Dex. Welcome back. You know, we just, can't, we just can't get rid of him, you know what I'm saying? Like a plague. I just keep coming back. <laughs> Well, boys, we are just really happy to have you on. We have three subjects that we're going, but we're going to let you both decide which subject will we talk about. Are we going to talk about the draft? Are we going to talk about the Christian Wood trade? Or do you want to go into what how this team is going to perform next season? What do you guys think? Let's talk about Christian Wood. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like oh, this. I like this. Yeah. I like this. Okay, guys. Like in regards to what we spoke of earlier with the way that Christian Wood it was with this team. Do you believe that with Christian Wood being out, do you believe that it's an addition by subtraction move, considering the fact that he did perform well statistically, he did put up 18 and 10, he was efficient to an extent, but you could see the way that the players performed around him, especially at the end of the season when Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green were going off. Their true seating percentages, their, their points per game, everything. They were just so much more efficient. So in regards to that, do you truly believe that the move to Dallas was an addition by subtraction move? I mean, all right, yeah, so um, I think it is, but you have to take it in context of what are the Rockets trying to do, right? Exactly. We're not trying to win games right now. So moving him might not win us more games, but it's going to give Shengun more time on the court. It's going to give whoever we draft, probably Paolo, more time on the court, more reps. And I think that's what they need right now more than anything else. The Mavs need uh, a big guy in the paint, maybe can play defense if he's trying. Yeah, and you want someone that can score in regards to exactly. being a big as well. So we don't need what Christian Wood can offer right now. But what we do need is an absence where he is. So we got that. And we got the 26th pick. And I think that'll help us too. So. There you go. There you go. Ike, what you think, man? Yeah, I definitely think it's addition by subtraction. Because um, just to do this right before the draft, to kind of get everything in order and just let everybody know how we're building our team as far as, you know, the bigs that we have on our team. Because um, we, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I really want Shingun to, to, like, start. There you go. You, me and you are on the same bandwagon, brother. You know, and uh, just how you said how Jalen and KPJ were playing at the end of the year. That's really exciting to watch. And, you know, it's a guard-driven league. Not that you can't have big big guys that can play too, but I just think that KPJ and Jalen are the cornerstones of the franchise and just looking forward to next year, man. Like, really exciting. Absolutely. You want to see them make more of an impact. What about you, Dex? Yeah. We're three for three on this one. I think it's definitely addition by subtraction. <laughs> I I was never a very Christian Wood guy, you know, like nothing against the guy personally. I don't know what he's like in regular life or whatever, but as a basketball player, I just never liked the way he got down, you know what I'm saying? Every time that he would dribble the ball up the court, like he was going to initiate the offense, I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why, yeah. why is this happening? Yeah, yeah I agree. agree. I'm I agree. trying to see if Kevin Porter Jr. could be a point guard right now. Like, what are you, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. And you know he's starting at the like starting at the five or whatever, and you know kind of moving Shingun out of where he needs to be so we can see what he can do. Um, you know, even early on in the season when the Rockets were the worst basketball team in the history ever. Like, yeah. And we had the we had the Tice and Wood like double big lineup. I yeah, was like, no. I'd rather move Wood than move Tice. Like right. I thought because of just. The way Christian Wood wants to play basketball, where he wants to, he wants to be getting twenty and ten. He wants to be, you know, initiating the offense. He wants to be getting post ups. We can't really work with that with what we got on the rest of the team, you know. Yeah. And I Daniel Tice is like, he's going to show up and yeah. just do whatever they tell him to do. Yeah. So even early on, I was like, I would rather have Daniel Tice than I, Christian Wood. I get Wood. that. You know, I, I believe that Tice was given a bad rap based on how he performed here. And it wasn't exactly fair. I don't believe he was put in a position to succeed, to play alongside a Christian Wood and to start alongside him as well. But I see what you're saying, you know? Like, again, to ride on what Ike said, the performances of KPJ and Jalen Green were a big part of why we had to make that move because it was the right choice to make in regards to to make them have the 
best possibility of success. So, you know, like in regards to all that, I, I'm very happy about the deal. No offense to the guy, but for in order for team for team success, like not to ne- not next year per se. Yeah, but not wins the, the losses in next two year, to three but years, just... four years from now, right. that's the right decision in my mind, right? Yeah. yeah. You got to clear the runway for more Jalen Green dunk highlights. That's what I want. Yeah. Christian, will get out of here. Love you. Appreciate, yeah. you know, what you did these last two years. I'm sure it wasn't easy. Like, it's got to be there tough go. being yeah. on this, like, very crappy team. Yeah. But, like. I appreciate, like, you got to give him credit, right? He chose Houston when he was a free agent, right? He didn't yeah. have to come here. And, exactly. like, he didn't get the deal that he wanted to play next to James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But he still came here. He still played. And that first year was, was pretty impressive. I mean, he had that, I think it was like a 17-game stretch where he went down with that ankle, right? And then rolled it, yeah. rolled it again. Yeah, we were hanging so around he still came until and played. he went down. It's just not the right situation for us or yeah. for him right now. So he can go and play next to Luka. It's yeah. going to be a good situation. I mean, I don't like the maps, but it's going to be a good situation for him. It's a good situation for us. Absolutely. I see it as a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with Dallas, he's going to fit really good with them because I feel like he's a player that he needs a big star next to him for him to be effective to play the right way and luca's going to take all that pressure off of him oh absolutely he he doesn't need to score just you know catch the lobs uh protect the rim do some of the things you know they ask of you but i think he's gonna do really well over there in dallas i mean the pick and roll will be lethal between him and luca i do believe that with an elite point guard christian wood could succeed for sure in a much better offense that's more structured in that sense as well um, and me personally, I'm cool with that. I hate the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, like, you know, Christian Wood goes up there and he averages, like, 25 and 15. Good for him. Amazing. I have no issues Congratulations. with it, Congratulations. I wish nothing but the best for the man. And I want to, uh, you know, like Reezy said, appreciate him for picking Houston. We appreciate him for taking us in. And that's all that matters. All right, boys. So to finish this off here, Ike, Reezy, um, please give everyone your Twitter at one more time in case they forgot because everyone that is watching and listening, please follow these guys. These are wonderful dudes, and they are great people, big Rockets fans, and they are personal friends of the Summit. We always appreciate having them on. Go ahead. One more time for the people. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, so you can find me at Reezy Season uh, on Twitter, R-E-E-Z-Y-S-Z-N. Uh, yeah, hit me up. Let's talk Rockets. I'm on Twitter as Ike Quayar. That's I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. All right, boys, thank you again, and we'll see you again soon, all right? Cool. Appreciate it. The Summit.